Greetings and welcome to the Marriage Chronicles. This is Naila. And since I am unaware of what time you are listening to this, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you. It's about 10.47 my time, a.m. It is a Saturday morning and it is peaceful. It is peaceful. I was listening to one of Jonathan McReynolds' lives and I was listening to him say that one day he was asking God about his face, about why he's had to deal with, um, why he's had to deal with you know, acne and painful, bad acne. If God knew that he was going to be this, 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 this sensational, you know, he's, these are not his words, <laughs> this sensational singer known around the world, you know. And he was asking God, like, why, why would you have me have this acne if, you knew this about me, you know, because he's had to stand in front of people and sing and have all these lights on him in times when his flare-ups are really bad or whatever, whatever. But he said that he heard God say so clearly, well, do you want something else? And he began to kind of expound on that. And, and I have actually thought about this before, but not in such a detailed uh, manner as he was putting it, but I have thought about it at some point. Like, God, I've asked God before, God, if, if you knew that marriage was something I really wanted, and if you knew that it was my desire to break the curse of divorce, why, why would you allow me to go through such a hard, a hard one? Like my marriage has been hard. From the beginning, you guys, it's been hard, really hard, really, really hard. And I just, what I got out of everything is sometimes your thorn, you're given a thorn or allowed a thorn in your life. Because that thorn is what keeps you close to God. That thorn is what keeps you praying. That thorn is what keeps you on your knees. That thorn is what humbles you. If you had everything that you wanted, it might be dangerous. It might be dangerous to your spiritual life. I was laying in the bed last night and I was about to pull out a wish list 
to God of what I want. Well, this is what I want. I want I want this in a mate. You know, I, I, I want I want him to be like this. But before I could even open my mouth to say it, I stopped. So I couldn't even pray it. Because in that moment, like last night, in that moment, it's like I just felt like, okay, well, what if I get that? Then what does that mean? Like, am I going to, like, how is that going to affect me? You know? I couldn't even pray it, y'all. I couldn't even pray it's like lately I have, I've always prayed for my husband, you know, always have, I've always prayed for him, <laughs> I've always prayed the things I wanted, you know, for the most part, something that was going to affect me in some kind of way, you know, my wish list of what I wanted him to be how I wanted him to stop, you know, treating me or how I wanted him to treat me. And the revelation that came to me last night was I I, I just stopped and I said, God, you're going to have your, your way. You're going to have your way in my life. Either way. And I'm going to allow it. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to allow it. Whatever it is you want. If you feel like there needs to be a stop to what I'm going through, you'll stop it. You'll stop it. But if you feel like that thorn that I've been trying to pray away, that thorn of separation, that that. That, that thorn of a difficult marriage, that thorn of no marriage, even though it's one of my greatest desires. God, you're going to have your way, and I'm going to allow it. You know, because we think we're doing something trying to change it, you know, when all we do is just jack it up. But if we let God have his way, the results will be better than we expected. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. You know? Yeah. He can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think. You know? And at this point, I just can't see myself begging and pleading. I've asked, God, God said, ask. I've asked. Make your request known. I've made my request known. <laughs> and I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto me. It's not saying I'm going to get everything that I want. And the way that I want it. It means that God knows what I'm in need of. God knows what I need. 
So he's going to make sure that happens because he's not going to forsake his children. You know? He's not going to forsake me. And what I have to do is look at anything God has given me as a blessing. Look at anything that God has allowed as, okay, there's a reason. There's a reason. You know? There is a reason for it. And I believe that there's something that God needs needs me to do. There's some things God needs me to do. And um, perhaps I have that perfect person here. I just started thinking about it and was, ish. I started thinking about it. And I just started thinking about how much more painful it would be to lose that. How much harder it would be for me to enter into the kingdom of God. You know? Because I would be so wrapped up and so in love here on earth that I probably wouldn't even want to leave. But the way that I see life here lately and I'm careful about who I say it to because I don't want anybody to look at me as though I'm suicidal because I'm not but I've been looking at this life and and I've been thinking of different places that I could live different parts of the world and I just feel like I don't belong anywhere It feels like I am just somewhere that I don't belong. You know? That's what it feels like. You know, the Bible does speak of us being aliens. And y'all, I'm just being honest with you. Lately, I have felt like an alien. Here on this earth, I have felt like an alien, you know, like nothing in this world could make me happy. So it makes the destination where we're supposed to go that much more gravitational. You know, it makes me want to gravitate towards that so much more. I'm here because I have things to do. I have things to do. You know, I'm here because I have three children I want to be here for. You know, I don't want them to have to go without their mother like my mother has left us and we've had to go without her, you know? We've had to go the last 10 years without my mother. I believe she could have been here longer. So, you know, but we all have choices. We all have choices and I'm trying to make 
some wise choices here lately. It's been kind of hard, you know. I've know, but I noticed something though. You know, because I know if my mother would have changed her eating, she'd still be here. You know, she wouldn't have died of colon cancer so quick and so early. I believe she was fifty-two, or something like that. Uh, so she was still pretty young. That's not far from my age. I'm 40. Um, so, uh, yeah. It's like, um, hmm. y'all, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just doing a lot of thinking. A lot of thinking. And if this if this earth is not the final destination, then why am I trying so hard to be happy here? Like, like, like build this perfect life here. If this is not the final destination, and that's not to say I don't want to be happy. I do want to be happy. <laughs> Who doesn't? But, but, it's like, why am I trying so hard to build this perfect life? I'm going to accomplish the things that I was put here to accomplish, you guys. But what I'm trying to do is do it without all the complaining. God is going to have his way. And instead of fighting it, I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let him, let him have it. Huh? It make my life a whole lot easier if I just let him have his way. I'm sitting over here trying to live a perfect life and get everything set up the way I want it. <laughs> but if things were really the everything was in place the way I want it, I believe I would still have a relationship with God. I believe I would still, you know, um, pray and I would still do certain things. But hey. Y'all, I don't know if I would pursue him so hard. I'm trying to be as honest as I can when I when I'm when I'm talking to y'all. I try to be as transparent as possible. You know? Why am I trying to build up something here on earth? When, when, when I'm supposed to be securing my mansion, the things that, you get what I'm saying, the things that my crown and everything else, I'm supposed to be building that up. That is the ultimate goal. I want things in this life, yes. But I look at how far I've come. I look at how far I've come. I've come a long way from who I was, even yesterday, who I was, you know, as a child, what I grew up in, which was poverty, you know? I don't have an overflowing, uh, I don't, I don't see an overflowing bank account, but 
don't know. But you know what? Sometimes I do think, y'all. Sometimes I do sit there and I think, if I had everything that I wanted in this life, everything I wanted, part of me feels like I would be, I would feel so miserable because I would feel like, what else is there to do? I've gotten everything. Like, you know, like, I don't think having everything that I've wanted in life would make me happy. I really don't. I've thought that so many times. I don't think, I don't think it would make me happy to have every single thing I wanted. I look at some people who, who they have the ability to get everything they want. They have the finances to get everything they want. And I think about them sometimes and I'm like, that's why a lot of them end up committing suicide. Cause it's like, okay, I got everything. I thought this was going to make me feel better, but I still feel empty or I still feel, you get what I'm saying? I don't think having everything I want in life would make, would truly make me happy. You know, I know this sounds weird to some, somebody's going to get it. For those of you who don't get it, it's not for you. That's, that's okay. That's okay. It's all right. We're all, we're all entitled to how we feel and how we, you know, hey, it's not for everybody, you know, but these are just my thoughts. These are just my thoughts. I've had a lot of bad relationships. It feels like every relationship I've been in has been terrible. Terrible. There's only one relationship that I've had that to this day I honor above I don't even want to say I honor, but, well, yeah, there's only been one relationship that I can look at and say <clears throat> that it ending was the bad part. And though it didn't last as long as most relationships, it, it was cool, you know what I mean? But it ended. You know, and I just remember sitting here yesterday and I said, God, I'm so tired. I said with tears in my eyes yesterday, God, I'm so tired of temporary love. I really am tired of it. I'm so tired of um, <clears throat> people coming along and. People always find me so awesome and I'm not trying to be funny or, you know, toot my own horn because this is frustrating to me. Like, seriously, people always find me so awesome. People love the, the conversations they have with me. People say, man, you're so easy to talk to. Man, this is so cool. But it's like, I don't know if they... I don't, it's like at a certain point, they're, they, after 
just really indulging after really indulging in long conversations with me and seeing that, oh, you're such a cool person. You got such cool vibes. It just seemed like, I'm not going to say going forward in the past, it just burns out after a while. And they find somebody who they'd rather be with. You know, other than me. And I was like, dude, God, I'm so tired of temporary love. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Because the one relationship that I felt was great, it ended because of that. They found somebody who was prettier, who fit their idea of perfect or their idea of what they saw in their mind. And that's who they married. They dropped me and got married, you know. And that has been really the story of my life. And when I got married, it was supposed to end all that. It was supposed to, in my mind, he was rescuing me from, he was rescuing me from a life that had been full of disappointments. He was rescuing me from heartbreak. You know, I knew eventually one of us would die and would end it, right? So I was prepared for that, but I wasn't prepared for a difficult marriage. I wasn't prepared for separation. I wasn't prepared for name calling. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for chaos and confusion and strife. I wasn't prepared for that. So when I say this took me off guard, it did. Because it was supposed to last till death. That's how I felt. You know? He had all the good intentions, but I guess I was just too heavy, I don't know, to carry. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I question myself all the time, like, what could you have done differently? What could you have, how much more could you have done? I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I messed up with my mouth a lot of times, sometimes. But there were other times that I was just trying so hard. Most times I was trying so hard. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to fix it. And the way that I would try to fix it would just have the opposite effect. Anything I did, just, 
just anything I did to try to stop the wrong from hitting us, it would like boomerang back and just hit. And I would just be like, I don't get it. Like, I really tried the hardest I've ever had in any in any relationship. It's been the hardest that I've ever tried. It's been the hardest. And like I've said in so many other, I don't know if I've even said this in so many other things, but I was the type to where I would have like a backup, you know, like, you know, I had other people I could call or something like that. And um, when I got married, even before I got married, I'm just going to be honest, when I met my husband, I cut everybody off. People was texting my phone, hitting me up. I went ghost on everybody. I ghosted everybody before he even offered me marriage. Like, I felt like he deserved it. I felt like he was worth it. I felt like from the beginning he was showing me things that others hadn't. And he was doing it quickly. You know. But I look look back and I'm like, was he doing everything fast because it was supposed to end fast? Like everything was so accelerated. You know, and I look back and I wonder like, was you doing everything fast because you're going to move on fast? <laughs> you know, what others, you know, have to wait years for, I got real fast. Like a 20-year relationship in five years. You know. Is it easy come, easy go? Huh? are just my thoughts. I've just been letting you all come on for the ride. Just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. <laughs> but I'm okay, you guys. I'm I'm good. I'm okay. I just wanted to come on here and talk. Y'all know what's so crazy? Like, I was just talking to God last night, and I was like, God, I just want to be free from the emotional prison that I've put myself in or that the world has put me in or that guys have put me in. I want to be free from the emotional prison. I want to be free from the mental prison. Overthinking, thinking too much. I just want to be free from that. And do y'all know? My sister went to sleep and dreamt about people from my past. It was at least, at least three of them in there that I don't even think about. It was in my dreams last night. I don't know what that was about. I don't know what that was about. The first one, it was like 
the first one was uh, my daughter's my daughter's dad she's my oldest so the dream was about him the first one was about him and it was like <clears throat> I was somewhere it seemed like it might have even been like a holiday or something but it was strange uh, I went somewhere and ran into him but he didn't look like himself he looked like a totally different person like he's he's six five in real life he's six five he was still six five in the dream but he was you know and he's always been kind of I don't know he's always been I don't know what kind of build slender you know what I mean but as you get older you know but yeah so the dream was was like he was tall he was six five he looked like himself at first and then he just like morphed into this different looking person he was like he was all of a sudden like uh lighter with long curly beautiful hair like like them kind of loose curls like but it was like long and it was fine you know his hair texture and it's weird because it's like when it comes down to my daughter she's always had this kind of strained um relationship with her dad you know um and I believe that it has a lot to do with when uh, she was in the womb and he would yell at me and scream at me, you know, and, and argue with me and call me every name in the book, you know. It was like when she when she was born, it was like she heard it all. You know, I know people think that, that that's not true, but yeah, you got to be careful about the things that happen when your child is in your womb because... You know, they are alive, they can hear, they can sense, they pick up on how you feel when this certain thing happens. So, so yeah, when she was born, she just didn't like him, like, at all. Like, if he came in the room, before he would even speak, she would start screaming. Like, if she sensed him, smelled him, she would just scream the entire time he was there, like, and I remember him saying something dumb, like, you turned her against me. Dude, this is a toddler. This is not, not, no, she wasn't a toddler. She was an infant. This is an infant. From day one in the hospital, she just would do that. Anybody else would come around, she'd be fine. He would come, she would scream her head off the entire time to the point of, like, making herself sick. Like, choking and red and just hollering, right? So I'm saying all that to just kind of set you up on what, you know, this dream or whatever. So in the dream, I say she was probably, yeah, she's the age that she is now. She's 20. Uh, she might have been just a little younger, but no, I think she's, she's the same age she is now. And in the dream, you know, he had all this long, pretty hair, like all of a sudden like and I was like wow you know what I mean he was just like 
gorgeous. Like, and I was just looking at him like, she's got to meet you. Like, she got to see you again. Like, oh my goodness, she's back at the at the house. You got to come see her. Like, you got to. And I just remember I was just like, oh no. It was, it was like weird. You know what I mean? The dream was weird. I don't even know why I would dream about him because I don't think about him. I don't dream about him. Nothing. Every once in a while, I might think about him. Just in the sense of the things that I went through back then. And since I'm writing this book, you know, of course, he's got to be in the book, you know. Because the book is about my life, okay. But, um, yeah, in the dream, I was like, wow, she's got to see you, man. Like, wow, you know. And I just remember I was like strangely attracted to him like extremely like because in real life it's just like yeah, okay like he resembles he's he's res, he resembles will smith will smith has always been handsome to me he was always somebody who i had a crush on when i was a kid you know like back in his fresh prince of bel-air days y'all used to crush on will smith like crazy so then when I met his lookalike, I was like, wow. And he was 6'5". I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. Didn't even check out that personality. It was just like, yes. Personality didn't match. <laughs> it's not to diss him or anything. It just, he just wasn't Will Smith, you know, but... Anyway, um, our 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 friend, our uh, personalities just didn't match. They didn't. It's just they just clashed big time. Cause he found me attractive. I found him attractive. But y'all, it has to be deeper than that, y'all. Has to be deeper than that. But yeah, I had a dream about him. And then it was like in the dream, his marriage had failed. I remember asking him about his wife. He was like, nah, it didn't last. And I remember asking him why. And it was like he had cheated on her with somebody who looked similar to her. And she was going off because she was like, she looks just like me. Like, why would you cheat? <laughs> me with somebody who's just like me y'all this is weird I know this is just out of nowhere but this is just me talking y'all so y'all see how my mind just flows from one subject to the next it just yeah it does that so yeah it was just like I don't know it was just like I was just I don't know the dream was strange anyway brought that up dream was strange and then right after that it was just, my whole dream was just like chaotic. Then my dream went into some other dude that I used to talk to that I don't think about. And when I saw him, I was like, hey. And I was walking towards him trying to like hug him and his just arms was down to the side. And he was just looking at me like, ugh. And... I hugged him and then he just barely like, like kind of just leaned in a little bit 
And he just had this nasty attitude. Then he went on about his business. And then the next guy, you know, um, was somebody else from my past. Like, these are people from when I was young, like young, young, you know what I mean? And he came into the picture and he was kind of in my face, but turns out he was like homeboys with the other dude that I tried to hug that I used to deal with. It was weird. Like my dream was twisted. They turned out to be homies, like tight. And then, oh, I get why I'm having this, these dreams is because I talked to my cousin earlier yesterday and I, I was talking about people in my past. But the people in, in the dream I didn't even talk about. None of the people I mentioned was even in the dream. It was like other people. But yeah, I just remember feeling like last night, like, God, I just want to be free. I want to be free. Excuse me. I want to be free from the from the mental prison of overthinking, thinking too much. I want to be free from the emotional prison of just being hurt by different people, thinking about it and wondering what I could have done differently, whatever, whatever. You know, I just want to be free from all that. I just want to be free. <laughs> but, but yeah, but that is all you guys. I think is that all I want to say? I don't know. I just I just want to be free from those mental, you know, things of just thinking about stuff. It it's just completely irrelevant. It just, you know, it's not going to it's not going to make it's not helping improve my life in any kind of way. So I guess the point that I'm at right now is just unpacking I'm unpacking. I'm unpacking the baggage. I'm unpacking the things that I've been carrying that is just like pointless to carry. Like, why are you carrying that? Girl, if you don't put it down, that's not helping you. Drop it. Let it go. That's where I'm at. Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. That, those are not the words, but yeah, let it go. <laughs> let it go if it's not beneficial to my life let it go if it's not helping me get to what I need to let it go if it's not you know yeah if it's not if it's not helpful to where I'm going let it go now right now I'm going through and 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 actually thinking back on these things and writing them out is actually helping me because I'm starting to see certain cycles. I'm starting to see certain things that, oh, this is a pattern, you know, or, or whatever, you know. And it's, it's helping me to understand myself. It's helping me to understand my weaknesses, things I've allowed to happen. It's helping me understand my strengths, you know, um, so it is, it's really been a helpful ex experience uh, to be writing a book about myself because sometimes I look at that book and I hear, I hear that old strange voice in my mind, in my ear that says, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You're writing a book on your life 
Who who cares about what what happened in your life? Who are you to write a book and you expect people to buy it? Don't nobody know who you are. You get what I'm saying? It's you know whose voice. You know you know that voice I'm talking about. That voice full of negativity, that voice that tries to stop you from doing the things that you're called to do, those things that try to intimidate you, those things that try to confuse you. Now notice that everything I just, all the characteristics I named off is not God-like. So if it's not God-like, then what is it like? Y'all know what I'm talking about. The one, as my niece says, the one who, who will not be mentioned. She don't believe in speaking his name. Like, he ain't even significant. We don't even need to speak his name. (laughs) The one who will not be, be mentioned. The one who will not be mentioned. That's who gets in my ear sometimes. And he be like, who do you think you are? Ain't nobody gonna buy this book. Don't nobody care about you and who you are and what you've been through through your life. How You ain't nobody. But I know it's a lie. When that voice comes, anything he's saying is a lie. And if and if and if it were the truth, like y'all, if those things were really true, he wouldn't have to come and try to convince me. You get what I'm saying? I would just know it. But the fact that he's coming and putting forth certain efforts to really down it is letting me know I'm on the right track. I'm on the right track. Yeah, man. But anyway, um, y'all, I'm starting to think, which I've thought this before, you know, um, just because my marriage is in the state that it's in does not mean that I wasn't called like that my chain that my calling changed i'm still here to break the curse of divorce even if it's not off of mine if it's off of other people's i'm here to break that cycle and regardless of what i have to go through to do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna break these cycles of divorce if i can convince one person not to divorce if i can convince you know what i mean anybody to divorce then I've accomplished that task. You know? I wasn't guaranteed a successful, you know, marriage on this earth. But the one that that I need to secure and make sure that is um, successful is the one between Christ and the church. I'm part of that church. I'm part of that body. I'm part of that body that he's married to. And that's the one that I have to secure. I am working hard on not divorcing God. I'm working hard on not separating from God. You know? The physical one that, that, that has fallen apart was just a distraction right a distraction and if he comes back tomorrow I'll take him back because ultimately that's what I want right 
ultimately, I want my husband back. I do. I still love him and I still want him. Through everything we've been through, I still love him and I still want him. And this time, I would know that much more how to deal with him. I would know that much. I would have that much more freedom to deal with him because in this time that he's gone, I'm working on myself. You know, him coming back would be icing on the cake. It would be, it would be wonderful, you know, but I got to concentrate on the marriage that won't ever end. Remember when I said I was tired of temporary love? I'm tired of love that's that I'm just tired of relationships that end. I'm tired of it. People make vows and people make promises and they change their minds. God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. He does not change his mind. He does not change his mind. He never changed his mind about me. He's made vows towards me and he ain't changed it. He didn't look at me and say, well, I don't know. I thought you were like this, but I'm starting to see that you have certain things about you I don't like. I don't feel like dealing with that. I'm about to, I'm about to peace out. I'm about to peace out. I know I said this and that to you, but I'm a peace out. You know what I mean? God will never say that to me. I thought you was like this. Or expecting perfection out of me knowing that I'm not perfect or no one can be perfect. So he holding me to these standards that I can never meet up or measure up to. Shoot, he sent his son. So I wouldn't have to. You know, he sent his son, Jesus Christ. So so those things that he know I could never measure up to, all those laws and all those different things and all that, the Ark of the Covenant and all these different stuff and, you know, trying to, you know, can't touch this, can't do this. Man, y'all, he sent his son so he could be reconciled back to me. That's huge. The same thing he did for me, he did for you. He did for all of us. And when I think about that stuff, sometimes when I think about God, I get emotional when I think about him. He really tugs at my heartstrings. When I think about him, it just, it brings tears to my eyes because he went above and beyond above and beyond the call, above and beyond, to get me back. That, ain't nobody ever went that hard for me, and nobody ever will. Not that hard. Because his is eternal. Even if somebody on this earth went that hard for me, even if they went that hard for me, y'all, even if they did, it would never be eternal. It would never last forever. You know, it would end at some point. I want my marriage back, but more importantly, 
I want my marriage with Christ to be firm and secure. You know what I mean? I want that relationship more than I want any relationship. Because that one's not going to end. It's never going to end. That relationship with God, that relationship, it's never going to end. And that's beautiful to me. That's beautiful. And I think that's what God has been trying to get me through. Get me, get me to understand through all the failed attempts at having relationships here on this earth with just desiring this so much and desiring these people so much and they don't desire me like that. It was God's way of trying to say, look, look at me, look here. Hey, daughter, it's me you want. It's me you want. And mother guys, they can't measure up. I'm different. I've heard that from so many dudes. Man, I ain't like the mother. I ain't like the mother cats you done dealt with. I'm not like the mother dudes. How you know what you like when you don't even know them? I'm not like the mother cats. God can actually really say, I'm not like them. I'm not like them. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We're just made in his image. You get what I'm saying? But None of them could ever be God. None of them could ever get on his level. No one that could ever love, could could out-love God. None of them could, could, could have deeper affections for me than God, you know? So that's what it comes down to. I'm seeing that I'm at 49 minutes, y'all. I've just been talking. Y'all have just been hearing a lot of talking lately. But I hope that in this talking, y'all are able to get something out of it. I hope and pray that y'all can get something out of it, you know? I can only hope. I can only pray. I can only wish. So, I hope that y'all have a blessed day. Whatever day of the week it is for you, whatever time of day it is for you, be blessed. Stop thinking about what you don't have. And that thorn in your flesh, could it be? To keep you closer to God? That thorn in your flesh, could it be? Could it be there to keep you there? To keep you close? Could it be there to draw you nigh to God? Food for thought. Think about it. Y'all, I love y'all and until the next time, peace. Instagram? Follow me at the Marriage Chronicles underscore for updates on when new episodes are available and much more. See you there.